Good evening to you. Almost morning. It is Friday, December 29th at 11.39 p.m. A few, few hours, few, not a few years ago, a few hours ago, Purdue defeated Eastern Kentucky at Mackey Arena, um, completed their three-year gauntlet of uh, non-con 35-0, and 0, um, that thing we talked about, which is pretty cool. My, my son, LBD, just told me right before I, uh, sorry about the jingling there. Right before I started, that uh, Purdue is only the third team ever to go three state, three straight um, non-conferences uh, undefeated. Um, you know, they're Duke and Syracuse. Duke went to what do you say? Won two national titles during that period. Second run, national title, second run, national title. Two national titles in that three years. Syracuse went to an Elite Eight, a Sweet Sixteen, and a second round, and a round of thirty-two. Takes all types. I, I would almost guarantee. I, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if you can tell me this, but I would almost guarantee. Great balloons. I would almost guarantee that. Um, hey, Chris. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, I would almost guarantee Purdue's thirty-five games were a little bit tougher than those other two teams, just because of the nature of Purdue's scheduling. But there's kind of no way to tell that one. But anyway, let me let me uh, I'll dig into this a little bit, and I'll tell you why I'm so late on my post game. And um, but first, uh, I want to thank the people that provided this T-shirt I'm wearing, uh, Homefield Apparel. You can get a soft, cozy, wonderful looking. You can look as good as I do right now in this T-shirt. If you head over to homefieldapparel.com, grab one of these shirts. This very shirt is for not this shirt, not the one that not like a boiler dowd used edition, uh, but there is this shirt, this model. Um, is available on homefieldapparel.com. Enter Boiled23 at checkout. You'll get 15% off your first order. And also, when you're on campus, head over to AJ's on Vine, like my dad said. AJ's by the fire station. Um, beef. Burgers, beef, beer. That's AJ's. My friend Adam, my friend Jake, their helpful staff will, will hook you up. You're going to get good food there. You're going to get good, uh, you're gonna get good um, uh, service. You're going to get... TVs on the wall. You can't you can't lose there when you go to AJ's. Before you go, uh, eataj's.com. Order ahead. So uh, Purdue played Eastern Kentucky in a somewhat uneventful night. There were some interesting subplots, if you will, some interesting um, parts of the game that were not normal at all for this Purdue team. One of the really interesting things to me was Ethan Morton played a significant amount of minutes. I think he played a similar amount of minutes as many of the starters. I don't think anybody I haven't looked. Uh, dug too far into the box score. I'll admit I looked at it, peeked at it. But I think the the starter with the most minutes played like 27 minutes, 26 minutes. A couple guys played right around there. I think Lawyer, Edie, Smith all were right in that realm. Um, very Another interesting thing, it felt like when you're watching the game, if you didn't watch it, it felt like Zach Edie was like, you know what, I'm not going to force my shot tonight. We've seen games versus Arizona, for instance, versus... Um, Trying to think, Tennessee, some other games where teams threw a double team at him, and he's like, I'm going to go through your double team. I'm going to score. I'm going to exert my will. Tonight, it seemed like he was like, okay, dish it into me. I'm going to draw the double team, draw some eyeballs, and I'm going to kick it out and let my, my teammates do the work. Tonight, early on especially, it was Fletcher Lawyer knocking down a shot. A very good, very good sign. Then we saw Mason Gillis get involved, which was very, very good too. Always good to see Mason Gillis not hesitating in that corner in the wing, knocking down deep balls. That was great to see. Um, 
Mason Gillis also had a period, I think a five-minute period, where he grabbed five boards. Um, he was playing intense basketball. Uh, he wasn't taking anything from anybody. Um, and um, so that was that was a fun uh, reminder of how good of a player Gillis can be and still is uh, when he's called upon. He talked about that in the post game. If you watched it, he said, you know, there are some games where this is what is going to be accept- expected of me, and um, um, other games it's not going to be expected. I would argue, and and lawyer had a similar answer about some games I need to knock, I need to be a guy that's knocking down shots. Some games I don't need to be that guy. I would argue that. Every game, these guys should come in with a mentality that tonight's the night that I'm going to need to do it, but who am I? I, uh, <laughs> I didn't play basketball in college. Uh, I want to say thanks to a couple people um, that uh, said hi to me tonight at Mackey. So the reason I'm posting so late was I was at the game with my uh, daughter and my wife, my son, who's over here. He had to be the working man of the family tonight, and actually he, he went to his job. So he didn't get to go, and um, it's a fun night, though, but I appreciate saying hi to all those people, and um, awesome. Uh, it's great. I, I can't stress this enough, how nice it is to have um, people say that this like is part of their, their ritual when they watch a game. Um, a couple people said they were looking for me to post, <laughs> post games, and one of them ran into me at Chick-fil-A. Uh, I, I went and grabbed a little bit of dessert, because I like dessert. Um, the... Uh, we took the peppermint shake, added Oreo cookie bits. That was pretty good at Chick-fil-A. But he said he was going to listen to the post game on the way home, and he heard my voice or saw me. I can't remember one. Uh, I just appreciate that. I think that's fun. Um, and really glad to be part of your uh, post game ritual if this is what you do. Obviously, some of you guys are sick. It is nearly midnight, I and it's way after the game, and you are nice enough to, to come on here and make this part of your, your live post-game ritual. It's fun. It's fun. Um, so let me go over the stats real quick before I uh, talk to you guys. The, the diehards that are here live at 11.45, hours after the game is completed. Purdue is now 12-1. and Your number one Boilermakers. Uh, next, we'll play Maryland in College Station. That'll be a little bit of a tester. Uh, Maryland uh, is not one of the best versions of the Maryland team, uh, but uh, they're still Maryland at home, and their fans, their students. Actually, their students probably won't be back yet, I would think. They are nasty. Th- that student section, I think, is one of, the, one of the groups that I really dislike as much as anybody in the nation. Um, I just don't like them. Uh, and it all starts with um, the stories of... Um, Isaac Haas years ago, and if you don't know him, uh, they were just, they went way beyond the, the realm of just being classy or uh, being funny or whatever. You know, students are funny, they, are, they can be great, they can be clever, and this was past clever. Uh, this was like on the level of IU students, um, some of the things they said uh, about uh, Haas's family. I, and I don't forgive that because I've never heard any of them ask for forgiveness, so screw that. So I'm holding that grudge, and probably not the best thing. Anyway, I don't like Maryland students. Uh, so, like I said, Purdue, uh, they win. They're up, they're, they are 12-1 and now in the season. Uh, remember last year, I think they were undefeated coming into the Rutgers game. My wife and I were at that game, too. We like to celebrate uh, right around the New Year, right around my daughter's birthday this time of year. We like to go to game and... and uh, Last year, it felt like Purdue was going to lose to Rutgers. This one n- did not feel that way coming in, and sure enough, Purdue handled the 4-9 Colonels. Um, it was a game where Purdue started the game where 
they were not clicking at all. They turned the ball over four times in a in a five minute period, three times in a four minute period. They they just were. Uh, I think you had Jones dribbling off his leg. Smith had an errant pass. Um, Edie had one that went off his hands. It was just some slop, right? And you expect a little bit of it coming out of Christmas. Bruce uh, went back to practice uh, December 26th after getting the chance to spend some time with their families, which is awesome. And that eggnog malaise that happens to so many teams, Purdue surely looked like that early, and it was neck and neck for the first, what, eight minutes of the game before Purdue just started kind of slowly spacing themselves away. In the second half, they... They flexed their muscles, and uh, Edie did some things really quickly early in the first half. Got him up to the point where I think, yeah, he was shy of a double-double, um, but he could have gotten it. He didn't stay in the game. He, he didn't play after the nine-minute mark, nine minutes left in the second half. Um, and in the first half, like I said, he just wasn't looking for a shot at all. He would grab the ball, grab some attention, get rid of it, and uh, see if his his – his pals on the outside could do some damage. Another thing that was really, really fun about it, Cam Heidi played 12 minutes, really took advantage of those 12 minutes. I, I, I kind of talked to my daughter and my wife about Heidi specifically being a great athlete, and I said, watch him in warm-ups. He had a windmill dunk right before Purdue went into the locker room in warm-ups, and I was like, man, the guy, can he can fly. And somebody on uh, Twitter, um, Boiler in Texas, on Twitter said, I think his measured vertical is 43 to 45 inches. And I heard it was like 41 to 43. Regardless, it's, it's a lot. Um, it's, it's, and it shows. He can, he can get up there, and I say the alley-oops are fun to watch. And I kind of told my daughter and wife, this, he'll get some chances tonight. He had an alley-oop that he had so much time up there. Uh, he put it down in reverse. Did you get to see that, LBD? <laughs> oh, yeah, and Edie missed a three, so he's 0 for 1 in his career. He kind of smirked. He knew he was about to come out of the game. He could see who was coming in for him. He shot the three right in front of Purdue's bench. He missed it. Um, he smirked, and then he went off. We're going to see him hit one of those this year. I'm positive of it. He's a pretty good shooter. Um, so, uh, But Heidi had a uh, forward, uh, uh, an alley-oop finish that was uh, frontwards, and they had another one that was a reverse dunk, and he was – uh, he played. He played really well. I think he also had. Yeah, he had one three. What one for three from deep, three for six from the field. Uh, he played twelve minutes. Um, solid game. Seven points, two boards. Good to see. Uh, Colvin did not play his best game, and Painter talked about this in the post game about Colvin mi- missing some shots that he was hoping he wouldn't. But he said, "You got to get this idea across." And, and Paint talks about this all the time that uh, just because you're not scoring, your shots not falling, does not mean you're not playing well. And he talked about. Uh, Colvin doing some good things away from the ball. He also played 12 minutes. Purdue spread out the minutes really, really well. Uh, first played 12 minutes. Uh, obviously, there's a pattern. They were really trying to do this, be very intentional. But Morton played 18 minutes. He was in a lot. He he looked really good when he was in there. Um, he was solid on defense. Um, it's a funny thing. A lot of guys, I'm a shoe guy. You guys know that, or many of you know this. But um, a lot of Purdue players got new shoes. It looked like, uh, I think Gillis was wearing a, the Kobe uh, Black Mamba, uh, all black, which which I think was it's about to release to the consumer. I don't think it's out yet. And um, and Smith was wearing a shoe that was a very unusual colorway. And then I looked at Morton's shoes, and it looked like Morton was wearing <laughs> leather cross trainers from like 1991. I don't know what they were. I I, I uh, uh, truth be told, when I was a sneakerhead, I used to know more of that. But I was like, man, those shoes look bad. Um, but um, yeah, it was uh, Morton played a lot of minutes. Good to see him play a significant amount. 
18. He didn't stuff the stuff the um, the the scores box or the, the pardon me the box score with, with a lot of points. Two scores box that was great. Um, two points, uh, three assists, a steal, two blocks. Uh, so he did it on the defensive end. He was solid. Um, let's look at the starters real quick. You had Lawyer, like I said, 14 minutes. Uh, pardon me, 14 points in 26 minutes, and uh, Morton, like I said, 18 minutes, two points. Um, and then Edie, uh, 26 minutes, so he was right up there with Lawyer. Two, those two guys both have finished with more minutes than anybody. Um, but Edie had, uh, he was 5 for 7 from the field, 0 for 1 from 3. Um, and he also had 7 rebounds, 2 assists, a steal, 2 blocks, just 1 turnover. Smith had uh, 7 points, wasn't looking to shoot all that much. Um, 8 assists, but he had a couple turnovers, 3 turnovers. And... Um, Lance Jones, he had that uh, one turnover. I think that's it. No, he had two turnovers. So um, nine points, two assists, and uh, a block shot. I think it was a block three, actually, if I remember correctly, right in the corner. Pretty pretty fun to see. Always fun to see a guy block a three. It's kind of the stuff that just demoralizes an opponent. And Kaufman Wren, 10 points, six boards. I mean, uh, Purdue, Purdue, like they do when they, when they dominate a team, one thing they did here, they pretty much doubled up. They almost doubled up Eastern Kentucky on the glass, 46 boards to 25. And they really were not giving second chances to Eastern Kentucky. If you watch this game, if you go back and watch it, you'll see three Purdue jerseys around the ball after a shot. Really, really good effort on the defensive glass specifically. Um, uh, the, the, the turnovers were sloppy early, but they got their hands around it. Like I said, they had five turnovers in the, in the opening minutes. They finished with only 11 turnovers. Um, you'd like to see that trimmed down a little bit just because they had them in such a flourish early. It wasn't, that's not great to see. Um, but a lot of good things. Free throw shooting was crap, uh, 57%, but they didn't shoot it a lot. Uh, they didn't get uh, Eastern Kentucky big men in a lot of trouble, foul trouble early because Edie simply wasn't looking to do it. He wasn't taking the ball to the to the rack. Um, and then uh, Purdue shot the three-pointer pretty poorly too, 28%. Eastern Kentucky worse, 21%. Um, so it wasn't the... It wasn't the prettiest game by any means, but it was really a game that Purdue was on cruise control almost the entire contest. I just, um, like I said, Edie was done playing at the nine-minute mark. I think, if, I'm, if if I remember correctly, I think Lawyer and Smith were done playing at like the eleven-minute mark. Purdue pulled everybody out, uh, got to empty the bench, saw a lot of a lot of guys playing, which which is always good. And uh, I think let me one more thing. I want to check this. Uh, Will Berg played significant minutes. I think he played six minutes. I get get this right. Yeah, he played six minutes. I was exactly right. He only had two points, but uh, two points, four boards, uh, and so that's fun to see too. Um, uh, I mean, just whenever you get to see Berg play that many minutes, that's an awesome thing. And Purdue's doing a really good job not uh, putting mileage on guys, which is great. Obviously, the uh, the mileage will mount during the Big Ten season, and Purdue's gonna you know the nature of Big Ten play, it's just a grind. Um, and we'll see, we'll see it all get underway on, uh, well, get re-underway because we've already seen two Purdue's one and one Big Ten play so far. And they really get into the Big Ten when they play Maryland at College Station on the 2nd of January. So not a ton of you guys here, and that's not surprising. And I appreciate those who are here live um, and those who are listening to it on delay. Thank you as well. Chris R is here. Says boiler up. Alexander, uh, just, just Zach. Just, it's a it's a tough name for me. I apologize. Boiler up. Hammer down. Pinola Photography says there could be a market 
for Boiler Todd used clothes. Uh, <laughs> there's a market for everything in there. I mean, we we know that. Uh, um, yeah, there could be a market for that. that. That'd be weird if anybody wants that. But I have T-shirts if you if you'd like to be in there. Um, Jim Garfinkel says Mason Gillis was huge off the bench uh, in the boards. <clears throat> yeah, he came off the bench almost immediately, just like Morton. I think it was. If I'm thinking correctly, I think it was even before the four-minute first TV break, if I'm remembering correctly. And um, yeah, he was he was in significant and played a he 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 played a significant role. He was important. Both of them were. Um, Frail Hammer says turnovers. Yeah, turnovers were crap. Again, that opening couple of minutes was rough. Jeff, how much would you pay for a Boiler Dowd worn shirt? Yeah, exactly, Jeff. It's priceless. It's priceless. Would would I wash it? Would you get the smell of my cologne on it? I mean, that's that's a question. Would you get a little dribble of uh, of this rye on it? Who knows? Hopefully, I wouldn't be clumsy that way. Good question. Though. Karen uh, Grulock says, uh, Zach was soft tonight, but still double digits. Okay, Karen. We are spoiled, are we not? Zach was not soft. Zach was made, making a decision. I think he made the decision that he was not going to look for a shot early. To say... A seven foot four dude that's just terrorizes the opponent is soft. I'm not going to go there. I'm just not. But we are spoiled. We are spoiled, aren't we, Karen? Uh, with Zach Eady being who he is. Um, let's see. Uh, Frail hammers washed or unwashed. Again, we're back at this this laundry thing, and it's 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 boiled sports after dark. So why not? Uh, we're talking about laundry. Um, yeah, Jeff says unwashed. Of course. Yeah, yeah. You got it. We'll get we we'll get that we'll get the eBay store up and running or the we'll just put it on the on the boiled sports uh, um, OnlyFans site. <laughs> yeah, um, great, uh, good stuff. Okay, Karen uh, Gerlach comes back in and says Mason is a real true Purdue guy. He's he's he is what I think a lot of Purdue fans think of as a uh, a prototype for what or an archetype. Would that be a better word? I think that's a better word for what Purdue. Uh, power forwards are maybe you know if you look back Brandon Brantley was really a lot like Mason Gillis because he was a little bit undersized and he was hard nosed I think um, I would offer I would say that Gillis is a little bit uh, he's a better athlete than Coach Brantley um, even back then when I was in college with Coach Brantley um, yeah I got to see by the way I got to see my pal At Simpson tonight at Mackey Arena um, At and I go back pretty far because AT and my brother were friends in high school and he came up and said hi to me and it was awesome to see him uh, if you don't know AT um, he was a wide receiver uh, in the Joe Tiller era and that type of stuff man I just eat that up I gotta tell you that's the best thing about being in Mackey's just seeing you know the, the the little bit of a uh, reunion we get when you when you go back to Purdue um, and uh, it was good to see good to see AT he's doing great in case you're wondering uh, AT Simpson is alive and well and he's He's an awesome dude. Um, but uh, let's see. Uh, Jeff says, uh, got that Dowd Musk. Exactly. We're, we're still on the T-shirt thing. Uh, Vincent Moster says, Morton has to be uh, more of an offensive threat. His D is really solid, but his offense is just really non-existent. And, and I tend to agree. Uh, Morton has gone away from looking for, for his shot altogether. And really... Gillis did that for parts of this early season too. I think he Gillis wasn't looking at all to shoot. Tonight he looked for two quick threes in the corner, which were very big, like I said. Morton does not look for a shot hardly at all. And Morton can score. That's the thing that's crazy. If you look at like there's kind of a 
a pattern some Purdue guards go through during their career when they say, you know, Painter really hits the idea, okay, do things other than just score. Morton was a scorer in high school. If you don't know it in Pennsylvania, he pretty much threw his, his high school team on his back and uh, on the way to state championship, um, did some incredible things in a two, three game span <clears throat> offensively. And obviously there's a big difference. You know, being a six six point guard in Pennsylvania, I think they were in the highest class of basketball. But he was so damn good. If you got to watch him play in high school, which I would tune in because I knew he was already gonna be a boiler and he was he was solid. I think he was signed. He was signed, yeah. And I was just I, I was wowed by him. I was like, man, this guy's a pro style uh, guard because of his length and his ability to score. Um but yeah, he's he had some scores mentality and he doesn't have it anymore. Uh, or he doesn't have it right now. Let's check that. He can still shoot. He can still fill it up, but um, he doesn't look for it. Um, let's see. Jeff has some... Oh, yeah, I think he's talking about the Dowd Musk again. Okay, Jeff, not midnight in San Francisco. I think we're talking about... We're going to keep going with this. Um, Vincent Moster says uh, Gill has missed a double-double by one rebound. Yeah, he was he was attacking the glass and uh, said, I'd love to have seen him get it. Really appreciate his effort every game. He's a guy that sets a tone, I think, for the younger guys. I think that's one thing that we may not appreciate how much, how important he is to younger guys. Uh, if you ever watch him, even in games where, I mean, there are a lot of Purdue fans, they kind of, I think they tend to overread body language, right? I think we all do that. And a couple games, um, Gillis has just been freaking stone-faced. Um, and I don't think it's because he's pissed off or, or not happy to be where he is. I think it's more like, he just looks at it. He's got to go out. He's got a, He's got something to do. Um, he's got a role. And um, and I think part of his role is just being that guy who just comes in and does the same thing. He's very business-like over and over and over and over. Um, so I, I appreciate it, too. I appreciate what Gill says to this team a lot. Frailhammer says Morton gives off uh, pickup league vibes. Man, goodness gracious. I'll tell you who gave up pick off, pickup league vibes tonight. Eastern Kentucky has a guy. I don't know which guy. If you were watching on TV, you could probably recall his name. I, I was in the arena. My college roommate, who played uh, pickup basketball with me at Purdue at the Co-Rec, said Eastern Kentucky's, uh, uh, they had a, a white guy who played backup point guard. Um, my hair was never that long, by the way. Even when I was in college and I had hair, my hair was never that long. But my college roommate wrote me a text and said, he reminds me of a young Boiler Dowd back in the 90s. And I got to tell you, that is a guy that that's pickup league vibe. So I'm not going to say that about Morton, but I'll say that about me and the EKU backup point, who actually played pretty admir uh, admirably, and he also knocked down some threes. So get off his back, Boiler Dowd. Uh, Frail Hammer says, non-Purdue related, but uh, Fire Ryan Day is trending on Twitter. Awesome. The amount of money I would pay to see OSU turn into Nebraska. I would love to see Ryan Day get fired. That's one of those things you guys have heard me talk about, sports karma. That is one of those things that they would deserve everything they got. And I think the, the sports karma thing here, if you fire Ryan Day, a guy that's lost, what, three games as a coach at Ohio State? Is that about right? Five games? He's lost five games? We don't know right now. He'll have it, LBD will have it for me in a second. But the Ryan Day has not lost hardly any games, and I would love to see this happen. He lost, he lost eight now that he lost today. Oh, he lost eight games now, so wow. throw him in the pit. How many players weren't playing in Ohio State's bowl because of – Yeah, this is the thing. Anybody that – but Ohio State fans are morons – You've got so many people that didn't graduate from Ohio State that look at Ohio State as a pro sports franchise. It's just like, 
win at all costs, right? And so, yeah, please, fire Ryan Day. And you know what's going to happen? If you fire Ryan Day, Ohio State fans, please do it, number one. He's going to go someplace, and he's going to win a damn national title with the quickness. I'm sure of it. I'm positive. He's, um, I'm, I'm sure. He, he looks like a villain already. We've talked about that with the fake black beard, the um, bad guy from the old uh, Superman, Zod, Zed, Zod, Zod. He's got the Zod vibes. So, yeah, yeah, fire. Please fire Ryan Day. I love that that's trending. I'm with you. Zachary Young says, uh, non oh, that's the same thing. Okay, Frail Hammers, we will need uh, to schedule a Husker handsome hour to discuss this trend. Yeah, to Ohio State becoming uh, Nebraska. Yeah, you got to, I'm telling you, hit up Jay Money on Twitter and demand a handsome hour. That might be the only thing that gets it done right now. Hit him up. Hit him up on Twitter. JL Voice, JL underscore voice, I think. Yeah, hit him up. If you don't follow him, you should. Um, he's entertaining. He's much better at Twitter than I am, and I run almost, what, 90% of the Boiled Sports uh, Twitter um, just because he runs his and I and I run that. But he'll come in, and you can see he's much wittier than I am. He's he's made for that, uh, that social media. He's so good at it. And the reason we have so many followers is because of his wit. Um, my consistency, his wit, you will rule the world. So, um, let's see. Uh, Jeff says, in all seriousness, you and Newbert are my post-game routine. Thank you, Jeff. Love that. Love that. Um, and uh, I, you can't go wrong with Newbert. You really can't. And I haven't watched my Newbert wrap-up. I will do it right after I get off here. Now we're into Saturday, December 30th. It's midnight, 12.04. Um, but, yeah, you should tune into Newbert just because he's fun. If you like a dry delivery, I mean, like, he and I are probably almost antithesis of each other because I'm... Um, like a clown show compared to Newbert, but he's so damn good. Um, and there's so many other people. I mean, like the the Braggs in the Stands. Uh, see, I can never, the problem, the reason I almost never, the only people I can remember is Braggs in the Stands because the name. But there are so many good um, produced sources. And I'm not telling you to leave here. I absolutely, keep coming back to, to Boiled Sports. And, and we love, we love you coming here and we love you. <laughs> um, but I can never remember anybody else's uh, feed name. It's not because I am trying to be a jerk. I just can't remember anything because my brain doesn't work. And I think my son would attest to that. Yeah, you don't. You remember? So you forget my name. Yeah, I forget his name. I mean, you do. I do. I do. <laughs> I named him, and I forget his name. So there's that. By the way, somebody today asked what your choice was in college. I had two people actually ask that. So I told them we don't know yet. So in case you're wondering why LDD is going next year. Or um, no, we don't know yet. So we're, things are rolling in, though. The acceptances are rolling in, and he's putting out all. He's going to have his hat out on the table, and he'll make his decision in the next few months. So so look for that on your favorite YouTube channel. Uh, do you think Painter shrinks the rotation in league play? Good question, Frail Hammers. Um, I think this 10-man rotation is probably here to stay. If it drops, maybe it's down to 9. I don't think it'll go down to 8. Um, I just think there's too many guys that are trusty. And that really is the name of the game with Painter, right? You're not going to go in there and screw things up. Um, you're going to run the offense. You're going to be assignment sound. If I'd see anything happening, it might be you'll see uh, Colvin's minutes kind of go up and down. And same with Heidi, like we saw. Like this isn't new. I'm not, I don't think I'm saying anything that's um, profound. But Heidi and Colvin, you know, remember their, their minutes have kind of flexed and, and uh, shrunk depending on, upon the game. But I don't think anybody's going to disappear out of the rotation, in my opinion. 
Um, it's it's been more of a painter trend in previous years that in January he'll start tightening the rotation. I just don't think it's going to happen this year because a lot of that rotation, number one, I think Painter sees the value of Heidi and Colvin being an important part in March if they if they learn and they get better, and they're going to. And I think he also sees the importance of guys like Morton and Gillis and First. I mean, these guys are, they're starters. Like, this is the, they're starters for a lot of programs. They're starters for Purdue in recent years. I just, I don't see those guys, you know, not getting a lot of minutes. I do think there'll be nights where it'll be eight players in the next game. It'll be 10. Um, just because as a coach, if you ever coach basketball, you know, you're like, you just intended to get everybody in or you intended to do something. And then the game just kind of went so quickly, uh, because of whatever's happening. And, um, yeah, I think that the big thing that I look at is <laughs> it's kind of a, I think that this team, everybody needs to, like, I, I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Everybody needs to get that little bit better to get one or two things better and tweak those one things and, and worry worry about that in January. And I could expound upon this and talk about it for an hour, but I'm not going to. Um, I'm not going to talk about it right now. I've already been on way too long. 30 minutes talking about the Eastern Kentucky game. That's a lot. And I uh, appreciate you guys being there. Bitcoin is freedom. Who I think Bitcoin is freedom. Are you one of the people that talks about the, the clinking of the ice in the glass. I think you are. I think you might be the guy. The ice is melted. Um, but yeah, uh, it says, saw you tonight talking to a girl and a guy, waited for your convo to end, but it didn't, and I didn't want to interrupt you. It was starstruck. Wow, this is, this is awesome. Wanted to meet you, but was too shy. Oh, well, maybe later. Mercy, that's so kind. Come up and say hi. I don't know anybody who want to meet me. I got people in my house that don't want to talk to me. So thank you. Uh, but next time, just come up and say hi. Um, yeah, the guy and the girl, um, the guy is a good buddy of mine. He is, uh, he was in my, he was, I was his uh, small group church leader when he was in high school. And he is a Purdue engineering grad now. I date myself really quickly. Uh, he's a great guy. Uh, his name is John Harrell. And he's on here sometimes. He's not on here now because he's probably asleep. But John and his wife, um, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, you should just come up and said hi. You did not need to wait. You should come up and said hi. I was talking to A.T. Simpson right before that. So um, yeah, section 107 tonight. Um, my pal Ed was good enough to, to drop me tickets. It was great. So yeah, next time, I don't know what your real name is, Bitcoin is Freedom, but um, next time, come up, just say hi. It's going to be great. It'll be great. You'll be totally underwhelmed. Um, it was halftime. Yeah, I was out there for an extended halftime. In fact, I, minute, I missed Zach's big dunk. Um, and it was funny because um, John's wife was like, okay, uh, it's kind of weird being in Mackey when it's not loud. And I'm like, well, this is the deal on Christmas break, right? There's no paint crew, and this is kind of what we – we are the paint crew, and that's a shame. That's a horrible, horrible facsimile. And, um, and we missed some real loud moments because Zach was like, just all right, okay, time to, time to be me. For a minute. And then he just rushed up and almost got the double-double in like a matter of, what, three minutes of gameplay. Um, just all of a sudden he was right there. So, yeah. jack o Leonard 22 is here. Oh, my goodness. What an honor. Uh, walk up and just hug him. Yes, Boiler Dad loves hugs. I, long hugs. That's right. Thank you, You're Jay. I'm a huggable person because of my build. I'm made for hugs. I am a hugger. Um, and jack o Leonard 22 <laughs> knows that. 
So, uh, so tonight, one thing, Jay, you'll appreciate. That's Jay Money's handle, by the way, on here. Um, but uh, I parked on Waldron like three blocks from Kerry Quad tonight because all the students are gone. Man, the parking was killer tonight on campus. That was like my favorite thing. It's such I'm such a loser. That was my favorite thing tonight was not Purdue handling their business versus Eastern Kentucky. He was getting killer parking. I'm like George Costanza. I didn't want to move my car after the game. Uh, Ray Lammer says, uh, with the shirt sniff. Yeah, come up and smell my shirt. <laughs> this is the whole thing. Uh, Jay, if you didn't hear at the beginning of the show, we talked about, or middle of the middle of the show, when I started taking everybody's comments, uh, we talked about selling my used laundry. So that's something we got to get on the site. Hurry. Well, we're going to be rich, I tell you, Jay. Uh, Mohill93, the uh, one of the best Boiler fans I know because of the traveling schedule. Incredible. Boiler Up uh, was a great birthday present today. Oh, your birthday today. I actually got the same shirt uh, you have on for Christmas. It's a good one. It's a good one. I love, so there are a couple Purdue things that I like. I love Purdue script, the the Mount era uniform script. I'm a sucker for it. If that's on something, I generally buy it, even more than the big drum script, okay, than the band script. I love it. And a lot of people read it. I have a friend that's really critical of it. I'm like, it was cut and sewn on the jerseys. So yeah, the E's a little weird. Or the, the I think it's the E is a little bit of weird on it. I don't care. It's authentic. It's real. So I love that. And I also love old-timey Pete. Love old-timey Pete. Uh, more than modern Pete. More than uh, uh, smarmy Pete that had the, the big belt buckle that they tried to force down our throats. That was a dark era. Yeah, I love old-timey Pete. So yeah, that's why this one is on my purse and I'm with you. Uh, happy birth, birthday to TBD. Thank you, Jack O'Lantern. And Jay, happy birthday to Little Money. Um, this is a this is a fun thing. Um, our kids are within days of each other, so um, really really cool time of year. Um, and our kids are getting old. It's it's fun to see that. I've got this old man here right over here, LBD. Uh, I don't know what he's reading, but he's right to my left. Huh, Twitter, good. Uh, yeah, frail hammers, a pre-worn shirt. We're gonna go back to this. Here it comes again, Jay. I'm telling you, we're gonna be loaded if we can sell a pre pre-worn shirt, just with a little bit of uh, post-game musk on it. Thanks to everybody for turn, to, for tuning in tonight. Uh, thank you for you. My gosh, the live views are through the roof at midnight on a Saturday. You guys are still up. Maybe you're having your favorite rye tonight. I don't know. Uh, Jay, I hope you're having some. But what a what a great night. Produced 12 and 1. Group plays Maryland in uh, three days. Does that sound right? The second, four days? Four days. Yeah, Purdue plays Maryland, and uh, hopefully there's student hurt there. I'll take every advantage I can get. Um, it's an interesting thing. Painter brought up a good point. Purdue hasn't won a road game this year. Isn't that wild? Because they've had so many neutral site games, right? So many event games versus the good teams. So, so well, that's, that's four days from now. Four days from now, yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. I can't stand Maryland's student section. So I, I don't think we're going to have to deal with that. Um yeah, Vincent Mostert said, let's go, let's go win. Let's go win the Big Ten. Why not? Why not? I got to tell you guys, all you people, and I don't, uh, you people, I don't think any of you guys are listening, but many people who are just like, okay, get me to March. It's all, it's all over. I am not in that bunch. I got to tell you, tonight I had such a fun night. Like, I, I'll just repeat this. I'm going to ramble a little bit. We're, you guys, it was, it was a great night to be in Mackey Arena just to watch a thrashing. Like I said, it's like one of my favorite things in the world. 
to watch Purdue just kick a team's ass and just be very thorough and not leave any doubt and just enjoy being with people, being in the very small Mackie Rose. I mean, it's ridiculous, by the way, guys. It, the guy behind me, he wasn't a huge guy. It's so bad. Your 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 leg is in somebody's back all the time in Mackie. It's the seats are tight. I'm not a big man. I'm not a big guy, but it's so tight in there. What would wouldn't it be great if the whole place was seat backs except for the student section? And I think you could probably raise the price a little bit up into J Money's stratosphere where you where you're okay with paying a little bit more and everybody got seat backs. I sound like an old man. I'm okay with it, but. I was at a game early in the year. I think this is my fourth game this year, I believe. My fourth game this year. And I could not sit vertically because I was between two full-grown men, both bigger than me, but the, the shoulder width, it, they weren't doing anything wrong. There was just no room. That makes me nuts. Um, and if we just stand the whole game, like I get up a lot, by the way. I still get up a lot. Um, and if you were near me, you know, like the Cam Heidi thing, I was up for a football. Uh, a few minutes afterwards, um, but dang it, it's 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 narrow in there. It's narrow. I was next to a a little girl, my daughter, my wife, who's very sl- I want to say slight. She's slim. She's trim. Um, yeah, and it was it was, and I was next to another woman on that side. It was still snug in there. Um, so she was very bothered. The woman to my right was very bothered by all the noise that I was making. I love that when I when I sit next to a Purdue fan that is like just there to read their Facebook feed. Oh my gosh. It used to be, I used to say, my brother would say this, Jay knows this. I used to say, you know, they're, they're sewing there or they're reading. They're there to read a book. Get the hell out of here. Don't even come to Mackey. There's a lot of people who want to be in your seat. Somebody will take your ticket. Get out of here. Sorry. Um, let's see. Uh, Frailhammer says, let's go with the whole damn thing. That's a, that's a, uh, a major league reference. And I agree. Let's go do that damn thing. Um, yeah, uh, Mohel 93, I'm loving this team so much. Seeing Edie stay is incredible. What a fun year we've had. If you guys have senior night tickets, that ticket is going to be worth a fortune. If this season goes like we all think it's going to go, seeing Zach off, like just saying thank you, sir, for what you've done, senior night is going to be, what? Seeing Zach leave, goodness gracious. Thanks. Okay, seeing Zach play his final game in Mackey Arena, gosh, dog, sorry, is going to be a big money ticket. Senior night is going to be a big money ticket. I apologize for my misspeaking. My son calls me on it. He's been trained by a moron. Sorry. Um, yeah, I love this team. I love Zach being back here. It was a fun night. Um, Jeff says, run the table. Sure, why not? I mean, like, I don't, I don't, by the way, just awful news out of Champaign. I mean, Terrence Shannon, that whole thing, this is a big deal, and it's sad, and it's awful. I mean, those are charges. That's not accusations. This isn't like someone alleging something. These are charges. The DA, the, this is real, and that's a shame for Illinois. It's a shame. It's out, I mean, the, the victim, this is horrible. It's horrible. But that guy was a, he was an All-American. He's not playing another game at Illinois. Awful stuff out of Champaign. Last couple of days. Um, yeah. Uh, Ron Reed says, Ron Reed first comment here says, uh, Boiler up, let's win the Big Ten, run the, uh, win the national title. Sure, let's do it. I'm in. I am in for that. 
Uh, Mohel says, my season tickets are the top row. I can stand or lean back. Yes. Okay, so Mohel93 has the best. My, my college roommate and I, we made a conscious decision. Until we could get down low, there was no gene pool. This is pre-gene pool. We're that old. Um, we wanted to be in the top row because we just enjoyed being up there where we could stand and no one give us shit. Pardon me. Give us a hard time. And uh, even back then, the, the, the student section, like it would kind of like, was it like it's very organized now? It's very consolidated. It's a it's so much fun to sit in there. I've snuck in a couple times. No one noticed me because I look like a college age person. I look like a college age. I just do. It's probably because I'm I'm short. So people are like, oh, it's just a yeah, a little, and I'm quiet. I just blend in. Like I'm a chameleon, really. But I do love being in the student section. It's weird. I do it during. I've done it during football season, like one half of a game. And and I, I look like Steve Buscemi. Hello, fellow young people. Um, yeah, I love being in there. I love because they you can stand and they're loud and they are watching the game as you should. Um, let's see, Ron Reed. Like I said, Mohill, Jeff drinking whiskey and rye and singing. Bye bye. Uh, Mohill ninety three. Uh, I could sell my IU ticket for the price of my season tickets. Yes, you could. And a lot of people. This is a thing now. I. <laughs> It's the thing. It's a different Purdue era we're in. And that's one thing I watched. Enjoy things like the intros. You are a part of a big time thing. I've been saying this for two or three years where I'm like, this is different. This is different. And the only thing Purdue's missing is that Final Four. God forbid a national title. But Final Four, Mackey Arena is a different place. Mackey Arena for a decade has been the best arena, clearly. In America, it passed Fog Allen, it passed Cameron. It's the best arena. Ass Hall has in the dust. It's way back there. Mac Arena is the best place to watch a game. The intros are big time. You're like you're here to watch the number number one team in America. And if they're not number one, number one, they've just been knocked off, and they're probably going to get back to it. It's fun to be a part of some some something big. I agree, but you can you can sell your ticket. You can sell one game and pay for your season. Um, yeah, just as seatbacks, like in Ross said, yeah, you get in some of them. I mean, maybe for you in the in the fancy seats that are elevated a little bit. And I've sat in those seats, but I don't get to sit in those seats in normal, my normal season ticket. You're on a bench. Um, not to be confused with senior night. Uh, senior night, I'm, again, senior night's going to be great. Uh, Kevin in Albuquerque, uh, time to keep the spirit of the non-conference play through the rock fights of conference play. Yes, so here's where you test Purdue's professionalism as a team. We are near an hour. We're at 42 minutes of be jibber-jabbering and talking to you, but talking to you is great. Um, there are going to be many rock fights in the Big Ten this year, and I do think Purdue will drop a game or two. In fact, I think they're going to drop four. I think they're going to lose four games and still win the Big Ten title. That's my prediction right now. How does that sound to you, LBD? Um, I think they'll win everything. He thinks they're going to win everything. Okay, so Duke in 1992 only lost two games. They lost two games. Purdue is not going to do that. It's, I mean, like, here's the, he said Duke only will lose two games, or Duke only lost two games in 1992. They were one of those teams in that, that three year. How many did they win? They went 35 and 0. They won 1992, second round 1993, and lost national championship in 1993. Like I said. And they also won 1991, which wasn't included in that. So they won back to back. I just, I, I. I don't even like to think of this way of a of a of a post national title Purdue University. 
I, I, I can't get my head around. I'll post Final Four for university basketball program. But can you freaking imagine the first game the next year in Mackey Arena after Purdue's doing that and you're raising a real banner? Not a, I mean, you could, you want to get somebody mad. If you want to get somebody mad, there's a guy named Michael. Yes, he still has some affiliation with Boiled Sports in the feed. He still, he still lives. But you want to get somebody mad, talk to him about the 1932 national title, Purdue's national title. He gets so pissed off. He thinks it's, he thinks it's such a joke. He's worse than an IU fan when he talks about that. I hope he's listening right now, but I don't think he is. Um, but what do they call that? What's that national title called? Because it was a named national title. The 1932. What was the name of that? It's got a guy's name because it's like somebody just named <laughs> national champs. Um, but it's a national title. Um, but a real Final Four, a real national title, a real banner. And I know I'm playing right in the hands of IU fans. Helms. Helms, Helms national title, 32. Ed Helms. Huh? Ed Helms. Ed Helms of the office, exactly. His national title. He's been around a long time. Um, but yeah, the Helms national title, Purdue has 1932. By the way, that 1932 team was legit. And I was not alive. But that was wooden sting. So, uh, Melissa Hunt says, I also, uh, or I almost felt bad tonight for how much I sold my tickets. So you sold your tickets. This is weird, Melissa. That's not like you. I'm a little concerned. Let me read the rest. Was coming back late tonight from Christmas, threw them on SeatGeek for a large amount as a joke, and they sold. They probably sold, I'm going to guess, 140 to 145. Just a guess. I looked. They were selling for 165, I think, on, on a couple websites. Because I looked, I was like, I'm not giving, my pal Ed gave me his seats, and I really appreciate it. My wife and daughter and I, we enjoyed the game. I'm just guessing, Melissa, you can tell me or you can say I'm wrong. Doesn't matter. London Weathers, Helms. Yes, thanks. Thank you, London. London Weathers has an amazing name. London Weathers sounds like, that sounds like a law firm. London Weathers is smoggy. London Weathers is really smoggy. It's a lot of fog in London. I don't think that's... Uh, it will be a women's national title feeling times one million. It will... It's not going to be. It'll be... It's off the charts. I mean, if you love the women's game, that's great. I, I've never been a women's basketball fan. Um, yeah, it will be... It's... Yeah. That, that, next, that next year, though. That next year. I mean, I'm telling you, the legacy and the change of a program and the change of a fan base... Um, We've already seen Purdue has gone from being the hunter to being the hunted. We've seen that transition, right? We've seen the change in the mentality of the program. Every show is going to be a handsome hour now, by the way. Every post game is going to last an hour. I'm at 46 minutes. So it's, that's my guarantee. If you've still been watching from the If you've still been watching, God bless you. But there, I'm telling you, there are more. There, I'm adding as I go along. Right, just listening. They're not really. They can't be driving home from the game still. Um, Mohill says, my credit cards would, n would not like the Final Four run. And you are not alone in that, Mohill. I think there are a lot of people, me, who have thought about that scenario. I'm like, okay, we're going to be there. Are we going to be in the, the venue? Uh, I mean, you've got to be there. You've got to be there just to be around Purdue fans in that carnival atmosphere. Regardless if you can get into the... What is it? Where is the final four this year? You probably already know, Mohill. Yeah, I probably should know that. No, we shouldn't know that. No, goodness gracious, LBD. Why do that to yourself? 
I fight myself every day. Melissa Hunt said, I'm in section 102, row 22. It's Phoenix, okay. It's just around the corner from, from Fishers. Uh... 102, row 22, you are correct. Okay, so my price range, yeah, I had shopped. That's great, Melissa. Glad that I knew. Congratulations, I'm making a little dough. Good for you. Uh, but next game, I know you are a great fan. I know it for a fact, and I'm excited you'll be back in the arena for the next game in your normal seats. Um, well, it says, hoping to get Iowa and to get to Iowa in January. Mohill likes the road trip. It's a good fan. Suggest booking a hotel. Uh, I do it every single year and cancel it if we don't make it. Yeah, this is what I have a good another good friend who who's a regular listener. Saw him tonight too, my pal Ron, and he's bought like every possible scenario. <laughs> he's bought all of them, which is crazy to me. Um, not that's I mean he's bought two different regional tickets, um, so he's like Indy and uh, Detroit are probably the two most likely regions where Purdue will be just based on the twelve and one start. Uh, has Purdue done enough to get in the tournament right now? Uh, that's a question we all got to ask. If you're Andy Katz and you waste your life putting up stupid scenarios in December about what's going to happen in March, even though everything can change in those few months. By the way, Arizona was up by 30 on Cal at half. Yeah, I saw they were a, conf- a conference game. A conference game. They were up by 30. I see you in the Michigan screenshot. Today, really. It was that one. The. Oh, they lost their- Michigan lost to McNeese. Well, because McNeese, the, the talent level, Michigan, Michigan can't match the talent of McNeese State. Here's a quiz for you. Okay. Who's McNeese's coach? McNeese, who is McNeese's coach, asked LBD. Does anyone know? Do not look it up. And we're going to be, we're going to get towards that hour. Who is McNeese's, it's not McNeese State any longer. It's just McNeese. Who's McNeese's basketball coach who successfully beat the genius that is Juwan Howard today. Who is that coach? I have no guess. Where did he go to school? Uh, I don't know where he went to school. What do you, how do you know him? You know the name, clearly. He used to coach. He used to coach. Somebody that was used to coach somebody. Uh, Beeline. No, I know that. He's going to be coaching Michigan soon again, by the way. That's my big prediction. Why would he leave That's my hot take. What? Uh, yeah. Why, why would he leave? Why would a guy leave big school and still coach? Because he got in trouble. Yes. Okay, so it's somebody who got in trouble. There's your big hint. Who coaches McNeese State? KMKV6 says, it's not the late, it's not that late out west on the West Coast. Yeah, I finished listening to your Nick Scorton podcast right before tuning in. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, greatly enjoy hearing your thoughts. I appreciate you tuning in. And it is not that late. For me, it's only 1230 here in, in Fishers, beautiful Fishers, Indiana. By the way. It's always sunny in Fishers, Indiana. And um, yeah, right now it's sunny outside. Who is McNeese's? Will Wade. Who? Will Wade. Will Wade, the LSU coach. That's why. <laughs> That's why they beat Michigan. So Will Wade is coaching McNeese, of course. McNeese is a historically black college, correct? I think so. Will Wade is not a historically black man. Sorry. Um, Moyle says Will Wade. Uh, gave him a big, uh, he says, Will Wade gave a big ass offer. It's Will Wade. He's, he assured me. So he already knew the answer. I didn't look down there. If you, in case you wonder, my, my screen, it's got you guys scrolling your comments off to the side. Sometimes I don't look. I, sometimes I want to wait. I want to throttle that in the enthusiasm. By the way, Jack O' Lantern 22, I bet he's gone. I bet he's, he's gotten bored and he's left. No, they're not. They're not HBCU. They're not HBCU. Yeah, they're not. Okay. They, they used to be McNeese Junior College. 
Okay, so there were junior college that transferred. Well, first in Lake Charles Junior College, and then they got Lake Charles Junior College. So they're in upstate New York, is that right? Louisiana. Louisiana, Lake Charles. Okay, so what am I thinking? I'm thinking of Saint Charles Bay. That's way up. That's in Canada, by the way. Good geography by me. Lake Charles is down near Louisiana. I'm right there. I'm right there. I'm a moron. Okay, that's it. 52 minutes. I think that's it. Uh, I like to cut it under an hour, my post games, uh, even though I say they're going to be a handsome S hour, handsome hour-ish. Should be a championship game between Ole Miss and McNeese State. Jack O'Leary, 22. Jay is still here. Still fighting the good fight. Good for him. Good for me. Good for you. Good for us. Kiss my ass. Kiss their ass. Kiss his ass. Happy Hanukkah. And speaking of, that's it. That's it. We are cutting it off. Uh, um, a tight 55 minutes. Thank you, Mark. Mark Gosher, and his first comment is a home run. It's a slam dunk. Um, yeah, it's a great comment. Um, 52 minutes, 48 seconds. Over under me rambling for 30-something minutes. Goodness gracious. I wish there was a way. At one point, if you are really an old-school boiled sports guy, like... Jack O'Lantern 22, because he was my co-host for so long. We used to have a call-in show, if you don't know this. We used to have a call-in show, and it was horrendous. It was so bad, and it's on YouTube. You can find it. It is so bad. Uh, we were trying to figure out the audio thing. Like, it took Golden Black. They still haven't figured it out. I'll be real honest. They have great content, but they have, damn it, they need some mics. What about the camera placement? Oh, the camera placement for Mike Carmen? Yeah. It's as bad as knuckle cam for Jay Money. I'll say that. It's worse. It's worse. I love Mike Carmen. I think he's great at what he does. Great. Not good. It's a real asset to have Mike Carmen in the Purdue family. But the nostril cam for Mike Carmen. And Mike Carmen's been on Boiled Sports shows before, by the way. Okay. So this is, uh, and I would, because I hate talking behind people's back. I would just tell them. I'd say, we got to do something about nostril cam. Um, let's see. Uh, over under 45 minutes next cast. Yeah. Well, who will be the topic? Who knows what we'll talk about? Uh, we're now at 54 minutes. And that's it. Um, thank you guys from t for tuning in tonight. Thank you for holding down the fort. And uh, the numbers keep going up. I think if I just talked till morning, we'd be up to like 400 live views. I just got to keep talking. It's going to be like, uh, what do you call it in the government where you just sit and you just talk all night? Uh, a filibuster. Yeah. I'm going to filibuster the airwaves. I think that's how it works on YouTube. <laughs> I just said YouTube, not YouTube, YouTube, but I'm going to filibuster YouTube. I think I can control the entire live airwaves on YouTube live by just talking about nonsense. I'm not going to do that to you. I will say uh, Purdue is 12 and one. Purdue is number one in the nation. Purdue is getting ready to, to play Maryland in college station. Purdue has just beaten the, uh, the colonels, the corn colonels, the, uh, that's not what they are. They're the, the Colonel Sanders. East Kentucky Colonels, 80 to 53, in kind of a cakewalk. By the way, if you're a betting person, which you guys know I'm not, Purdue was favored to win by 28 and a half points. Courtney Green was the official, if you're a degenerate out there. You should know, never bet on Purdue to cover when Courtney Green is the official, regardless. If he's any place in the vicinity, and sure enough, Purdue wins by 27 points. I mean, that's the type of stuff that makes you nuts. Courtney Green sucks at his job. He's horrible. Uh, anyway, 
I take the over on the next uh, next quick cast. Thanks for tuning in uh, to everybody. Awesome. London Weathers was here. Thank goodness. London Weathers is foggy. London Weathers falling down. God bless you. Hammer down. Uh, Courtney Green strikes again. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon. Next post game. See ya.